Hey everyone, welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best place on the internet to follow the world of men's professional volleyball. Joined again, we missed last week, but we're back, we're back at it with Everett DeLorme of Volleyball Source. Everett, how are you doing today? Doing good, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, really excited. The fact that we have just like one small little weekend off from volleyball after the Champions League last weekend, and then the VNL gets kicked off next week. Uh, but stoked the VNL is getting kicked off. Stoked to be talking to you today. And uh, yeah, the one the one weekend of like the entire year where there's no volleyball. Um, if you guys want to hear. Um, my opinions and my thoughts on the Champions League finals because you, if you listen to the preview last Friday you can check out the 9 by 9 that I did with Everett and Rob St. Clair last Tuesday so you can find that on any podcast feeds or also on the Volleyball Source YouTube channel so check that out if you want to hear my Champions League thoughts because I'm, I'm like mentally in national team season now and that's what we're going to focus on today with Volleyball Nations League happening Everett and I are going to break down our rankings 16 to 1 of all the men's teams. I have a few questions for you, Everett. See, see your thoughts. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good podcast. Let's go. Let's get into it. All right. Yeah. So let's start right now. Let's go. Let's go bottom to top. That's why we'll make you guys wait for the uh, for the Brazils and Polands of, uh, <laughs> of this podcast. But uh, Everett, I'll, I'll, let's do alternating. I'll go first with my number 16 team. I divide it into six tiers as well. Um, in this bottom tier, tier six, my first team is China. Um, not yeah, too surprising. Same. Yeah. Okay. China at the bottom. And my question for you is Everett is like, who, who's even on this team? We haven't seen them play in years. This might be the least we've known about a world league team, like going into world league, like almost ever. It's been like what, three years since we've even seen them compete. It's crazy. And like, even for me too, like I can never remember a time ever where I was just like, Oh yeah, I want to watch China play randomly you know like i watched china play when they play canada that's pretty that's pretty much it so my yeah. knowledge of china in general is is very minimal um i mean i think they got in we all know how they got into this tournament um you know at the end of the day the fivb volleyball world they are businesses and uh apparently china is very very good at that um and you know obviously they do have an extensive legacy uh, on the women's side as well. And the men's team has been good in the past, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I the, there was better choices if, if you wanted to bring in a, a team just for pure competition. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't think that China is going to be able to provide any. I mean, we may be surprised. You know, who knows what they've got co- cooking up over, over there. Um, uh, but uh I mean, is, is Zhang Xuan still on on the team? Is is your boy still still kicking around? <laughs> Zhang Xuan is on the roster, and I know I know where you're going with this because that's I think Zhang Xuan's a legitimately very good volleyball player. Um, he's he's a bit of a, a VNL darling, but I think he I, I wish at some point he had played overseas because I think he could hang in in pretty much any league in the world. Um, so they have Zhang Xuan, they have uh, Zhang Zeja, who I wish like China could loan to Japan because he's actually a pretty solid middle blocker. They 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 have a few decent players, but pretty pretty weak on the outsides that that's always to me been their their biggest weakness like actually all the other positions are surprisingly okay but just like the outsides cannot hang at this level anyway. yeah fair enough i mean uh, i'm gonna be interested to, to 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 see how they do um but i do think that they're gonna be uh, down at the bottom yeah for sure uh who do you have at number 15 here ever um at number 15 um it hurts me to do this 
Uh, but I'm going to put Australia down in number in number 15. Okay. Can you tell me why? Um, I don't know. I think that even though they get back Thomas Edgar, it's it's been a while. I know he did put up some good numbers in Japan, but the VNL is not Japan, right? Like it, it, It's a much higher level. We haven't really seen much from Australia the past few years. Um, they've always been able to like squeak out a few wins here and there, but that was always a, a Mark Lebedew led team and right. no shade to Dustin, uh, not Dustin, sorry, Dave Preston. Uh, <laughs> DP's going to murder me if he, if, if he hears this one, <laughs> obviously no shade to Dave Preston whatsoever. There's no one who's a bigger Dave Preston fan more than I am. I wanted to play with him for him when I was a kid. Um, but I don't know how much he can do for this team in like not even a year right this is like it's it's such a bang bang thing it's like hey let's go you know like hey how are you how you doing this is who i am this is who you are yeah. and then we jump right into vnl right so yeah. he's not he doesn't really get he's not gonna have much more much of uh an impact uh, on that team and if there's one thing i know about uh dave preston is that you know a lot of his work is done at practice behind the scenes in the game planning. He's, you know, a pretty good, a decent game management game manager, but that's not where his strength lies. Right. So I don't think he's going to have enough time to put any of his touches onto this team before VNL starts. And that's all volleyball coaches to a certain extent. There's game management and volleyball is, is less impactful than sports like basketball or football. Ultimately, there's not too, too much of an impact you can have in the actual game. But yeah, very, very interesting to see how he does long term with Team Australia here. Uh, Team Australia, though, I mean, you, like you said, they have Thomas Edgar, but we've we've had him on the roster before and he's like maybe played one match, two matches. So and, and they do have Lincoln Williams, who's probably the second best player other than Edgar, if not their best, who's been doing really well in France the last couple of years. Legitimately very good at opposite then you have Mote, of course, and Perry in France and Germany, or Germany and France, respectively. But yeah, then you start going down the roster. Of course, we have our Canadian guy, James Ware, who played, uh, where do you play? In, uh, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. But my question for you, Everett, like these guys are solid, but who's like, what? I feel like we've been waiting for the last five, six years. Who's the next Australian prospect? When are we going to see a good, another high, highly rated prospect coming about Australia? Ever? <laughs> oh, I, I really, I really don't know. Um, like they they've had a few good Canadian guys recently, like hey, hey, Hamish Hazeldean here, number okay. fourteen. Um, he's a guy come, who's been playing for Calgary. Um, I mean, I think we, like you know, um, Lincoln Williams is still pretty good, right? Like I, I yeah, don't but even he's, know. He's he's my age. He's twenty eight. You're not a prospect anymore. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know, and that's and that's it's it's hard to say it's it's really tough to say yeah i really don't know any of these uh australian guys and i can't really think of any guys who have um you know made any type of impact at the the, the pro level yeah so we'll see we're, we're still overdue hopefully like there's a guy on this roster who, who, will, who will impress us i'm really hoping there's for australia because i know they have you know excellent athletes but anyway i, I actually had australia a little higher than you i had them at okay. 14. Uh, okay i'm a i'm a believer in dave and and lincoln williams because i had the netherlands at 15 and those three teams are my bottom tier because i just don't know how much namir abdelaziz is going to play in this tournament he's on the roster but i i kind of suspect he's going to skip at least one one of the uh one of the legs and i just don't i don't this team without namir abdelaziz it's just uh there's there's not a lot going on um I mean, again, some pieces. 
Yeah, but this this is a. I mean, who? Okay, who? Tell me. I mean, Stin Van, Stin Van Tilburg. He's all right. He's okay. True. He's, he's, Van he's Tilburg. Right. See, see, this is like. Where did Van Tilburg even play pros? You, ha- you still, you still have Tice to horse. You still have Martin Van Garderen, right? Oh like my. you still have. No, but like, <laughs> I, like when you have to, we're comparing, we're comparing them to like Australia. Yes. I like. I would. You know. Like. I think both. You know. Terhorse still has still got it. But, but is so he gonna play? Is he gonna play a lot? Terhorse is what? Like he's got to be in his mid thirties. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but like I still think I st- personally I still think that the Netherlands has more quality top to bottom on their roster than Australia does. I think Australia has a few nice pieces, you know, like Lincoln Alexander, um, and they've got a few guys who can play at that level. But then, then the quality drops off pretty quickly. Do, do you I mean, think? Do you think Lincoln Williams, other than Namir, would be better than anybody on the Netherlands? Got to think about this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I wish Wouter Termat was on this Dutch team because then it like no. it'd be a d- completely different story, right? Because then what do you mean? Got, like, he's, another... he's awful on the national team. We make this joke every time. He's like a club Dude, this, monster. This is true. On 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 paper, he on paper he is pretty good. Yeah. But so I, mean, my quite... I don't know. Like you got like Michael Parkinson, like guys like Michael Parkinson. You know, like there's there's pieces there. There's pieces there. Well, I, I you didn't mention one guy system. that my probably my favorite guy I'm going to watch on this roster. He was a, a bit of a VNL star last year and had a decent season in Turkey. Benny Twinstra, still very young. I think it was oh, 20, okay, yeah, yeah, twenty years, twenty-one years old. He's a he's a piece, and that leads me into my question uh, for the I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the son of a Dutch legend. No, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's... Well, somebody, Sorry, in, somebody, in, somebody in yeah, chat, yeah. maybe uh, tell us. Um, okay, the Netherlands can. They put together a team around Namir before he says peace to the national team for good. Because you got Tweenstra's 21. You know what? I'm going to say yes. I mean, actually, uh, the the plaque, the male plaque actually had a solid season in France, I believe. I'm going to say yes. I think that the Dutch have a good development system. They've got a decent domestic league. Like, there's a few nice pieces in there. Like, 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 Kurgis is 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 all right. All right. Um, and like, like, what, like, what's the level that we're talking here? Like, is it going to take them to a a uh, like top ten world championships? Like, they finished in the 2018, or is that just like a completely one off thing? I could see them doing it with like the, with like a nice okay. you know. But who's a, gonna a nice... set? Is it gonna be Wesley Kimink? Is it gonna? Yeah. I mean, I... give give the ball to Kimink. See that that's the thing. Is I that, was gonna like, say Heist von Solkema. It would be my pick, but he's you know I, I I was high on him earlier, but you know he hasn't improved in the last like four years. So okay, so but this is this is the why this VNL is so exciting and enticing because like last year's VNL is almost kind of a write off with with everything going on. And so this one, you know, it was it was it it was the leading up to the Olympics. So everyone was gearing up for just that one year. Whereas this VNL, people are going to go, be going into the closet a little bit more. People are going to be figuring things out, right? Because we do like we have only got the th- three years until Paris. So I think that's why I think this VNL is going to be very interesting because different 
um, different teams are going to be different with working with different lineups to, to, to figure things out. Like, I think there's, there's some like decent, decent young talent here on this, on this Dutch okay. squad. But, but, but I agree, but I feel like te- the teams in the upper sections can go into the closet a lot easier than the Netherlands. Like oh, the Netherlands, absolutely. The Netherlands closet is not very, there's not very much in there, which is a I'm shame. Still, I feel like people don't realize that, that the Netherlands a lot like the U S where women's volleyball is like really popular, really dominant. Huge. And men's, men's volleyball is, re- is probably, other than the USA, is probably the country where it's like the biggest gap. Even bigger than Canada, I would say. Rob is in the chat right now saying that Namir should set himself. Uh, he should. <laughs> he, he, I, mean, I think it was on the Nyman and we're like, okay, if this team had Namir at setter and opposite, yeah, that would be like eight places higher in the rankings. Okay, so this is like, I saw Namir set in person back in like 2013 oh, yeah, cool. in Quebec City. Um but I can't remember if he was any good. Yeah, but you're, you're thinking you have two Namir serving twice now. That's where I'm at. And he's blocking twice. Ooh, that's, that is true. <laughs> that is true. You will, you, will have, you will have Namir serving twice. So that is, that is a good one. All right. Um, Let's move yeah. on from the least interesting tier here. Because we, we can yes. have some of these more ongoing conversations as we go up. Uh, so that was my tier six, those three teams. So I'll start off with tier five. Um, these two European teams have put together, and the first one I have here is Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I inadvertently uh, kind of revealed my which player I'm going to talk about before. Alexander Nikolov, unbelievable, like best player in NCAA already. Beating as as a freshman, I think he just turned 18, like right before the championship game. Great talent. Is, is for those of you who don't know, that was his first like uh, showing up to the international scene. Bulgaria actually came second at the U19 World Championships last year, if you remember, uh, losing to Poland 3-0 in the finals, which, you know, second at the World Championships is a huge deal. So this is a really, really good generation of Bulgarian players coming up spearheaded by Alexander Nikolov. But my question is, do you ever, can they stay in the Nations League long enough for this generation to come? Because they're in a weird gap here where it's like Sokolov's probably not going to play. They got a Yosefov, you know, all these, all these really legendary Bulgarian players not playing. Can, can they hold on as a as a non-core team long enough for these like 18 year olds to get good enough to play yeah i think so i think they have a bit of a of a gap uh bridger there with rado parapunov Par- yeah right i think rado was going to be able to be their guy i think he i think he had a pretty good vnl last year and, and Atanasov uh, still i would say Atanasov is still better than parapunov if he plays yeah, I, oh, you're I, you're absolutely not wrong but you can have both both of those guys right, right? right, right. S- still on still on the court um, and you still have guys like Grozdanov down in the middle, who's been right. having a few p- pretty good good seasons in in Italy recently. So, you know what? I I actually kind of like this Bulgarian roster. Uh, I do think that they're a little bit young. Um, I think uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Is so- is, so- is Sokolov on the roster? I don't think so. No, he's he's not on the roster at all. But like mean, you said, give Perpunov a chance, right? Hundred percent. Ride ride Perpunov. And, and see how it goes. You know, I think that Bulgaria is going to be another team that is going to switch things up, switch things up. Yeah, they're in, I, they're in a I'm down not... period right now, but are, they're definitely going to be on the come up. I actually like they could. This is where I think they're going to finish around like the bottom. But they, they there's a reality where they do finish like quite, quite a bit higher. In my, my opinion, if these guys start like really figuring it out. This so the bottom three in my mind are oh, wait, pretty yeah. much set. 
Yeah, you know, it's I got agree. you've got Australia, uh, the Netherlands, and but even the Netherlands, I think, depending on how if Namir plays and the type of numbers, you know, like he led the VNL in scoring last year. So then the Netherlands could prize a few people. Yeah, right? if, if Namir is like really playing at that level again, like but. like Canada included, like Canada is is a is in a very risky spot this this year for for VNL. Um, yeah, yeah, but. This next, the next tier of, of teams is really like, there's going to be a lot of movement amongst those teams. Yeah. So, okay. So moving on from Bulgaria, do you want to go next? Who did you have? You had Bulgaria around here as well or higher? No, that's where I had Bulgaria. Okay. So who's next for you, Everett? Um, next for me is going to be Japan. Ooh, Okay. A little lower than I had, though. Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I take that. I take that back completely. It's going to be Iran. Also, okay. Also, a little lower than I had them, though. I think Iran is like they're going through some changes right now, specifically in the setter position, right? And this is going to be the first time we're going to be seeing this team without Maruf. And when we've seen them without Maruf in the past, there there has been some shakiness right so i know they they had that transition year last year but I'm, I'm very interested to see and i know that this young iranian generation is very good right they had some really good runs uh at the world championships coming up uh didn't they win one of them uh yeah they won u21 world championships uh not this past edition but the one before that so yeah so they're they're up there with with the best teams in the world um I just think that once again, like Bulgaria, they're going to be a little bit young and a little bit transitioning. Uh, and to be honest, uh, I just couldn't come bring myself to put Canada this low. <laughs> True. But uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I agree. The setter is a big question because we have uh, the only guy that we really know about who's been setting overseas has been uh, Javad Karim, who played for Mosaic, but I believe he didn't even start most of the year for Mosaic. So does any Belgian fans that want to want to confirm that? I believe he got, he got, uh, Knocked out by Liam McClecksky, I believe, a Belgian setter partway through the year. Anyway, that's a big question mark. Even when I have seen Javad Kareem play, he's not, obviously, he's not even like 40% of what Maruf was. However, I think they just have so much talent on the wings between like Amir Sfandiar, Saber Kazemi, uh, just like all, all the different players. They have Amir Tukte in the middle. Like they've got some really extremely athletic, Abadapur, of course, on the outside. Like their wings are like up there with some of the best in this tournament. Yeah, but the the setter is a huge issue. It's the most important position for a reason. Like it's it's tough to to come back with a bad setter, but at least you have these super athletic guys who can uh, you know try and bounce your, uh, your your bad sets, right? Yeah, exactly. So I and the thing is another thing too to to remember about Iran is that the majority of their league is like happens in a bubble, and you know we don't really know what happens in in the Iranian league. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I think it's. It's, it's interesting. Uh, Rob's in the chat going hot take. Uh, Yali is their best opposite. Yali Porya. Better. So, yeah, I guess it's between Porya, Yali, uh, Sadat, and Kazemi. Uh, I don't know if I agree with. I think Porya Yali is actually probably the worst one out of those three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting to see what Sadat could have done this year. Yeah. Had he not gotten injured. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's Iran. Again, I had them a bit higher than that because I had this team below them. See him in my tier five is Germany. Okay. Um, obviously, a very like storied volleyball country had some incredible players over the years, but I, it's just like 
Okay, Germany actually ha might have the most players on this roster. I'm like, I I have no idea who they are. Maybe you have an idea better because of these guys playing in the Bundesliga. But I feel like Germany's in a similar position to Canada. A lot of potentially good players here. You know, like Linus Weber, uh Tobias Crick, Florian Krage, Mortz Karlitzek. But like, who's who's that next star? Because I don't think any of those guys, those guys are good, but it doesn't seem like any of them are standouts. Like none of those guys are going to be the top player on like a strong olympic team right so who's 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 is there anyone on germany that you see with that kind of star potential here there's one guy that uh i have been kind of aware of from coming from germany and that's peter peter tim and if i'm not mistaken oh no never mind maybe maybe it is because one one of the the no maybe that's not his <laughs> i do know that grozier's little brother tim grozier uh has been pretty nasty um, okay. the past few years Tim um, yeah so it's it that's one of the few guys and I thought Peter Tim would be for him for example but I I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, it, even Linus correct Linus Linus Weber like he's been he was not as good maybe and he's still young but he wasn't as good as I necessarily expected him to be in Milano. but I still I still think if you put this like the the top end of this roster together you know like um Giannis Tilly um it is playing for yeah. what is it like saint Nazaire in in okay. uh in in france this year you know they were they were expecting to um to get promoted last year and they ended up losing um to uh Plessy robinson so and and he had already signed his contract so he was there but that's he's like a solid bundesliga guy you still have christian from yo maritz right carly it's more check like You've got guys there like Julian Zenger had a, a pretty good season at Trentino, can kind of hold things down yeah. for them. You still got Jan Zimmerman who played decently with with Padova. L L Linus Weber put up some decent numbers numbers at times, right? So I feel like these guys are just so mid mid tier though. Like there's no, I don't know. They're, they're yeah. solid. They're they're fine. They're they're it's, they're not going to get blown out, but I just I don't see them hanging top to bottom with some of the teams I have above them. They don't have a guy. You know, like they they clearly miss that um, um, that Grozer effect, where they have a guy that they can just like give the ball to and just and just shovel a whole bunch of volume to him. Yeah, and he's exactly. going to be able to, to to produce points and or someone who can bully teams from the baseline. They just don't have that guy anymore. Yeah, I think uh, the at, serving at the, the serving is probably my biggest worry for them. Like, there's not a lot of like actually like sided offense blocking pretty solid, but this from the baseline is like. Uh... I don't see any like plus servers on that team really. Um, okay. Um, what one thing that will be interesting, and this is all credit to to Rob in the chat, who Rob's also on says, fire today. On. <laughs> he is on fire in the chat. Come on, boys, you don't have to fake like you know anything about this German team. Stop butchering their names and move on. Uh, but he does. But we do need to bring up Coach uh, Michael Winiarski, who uh, is coming in. Um, so that that will be an interesting new era, kind of moving on from from Gianni. Fair enough, Rob. All right, uh, okay. Moving on to the next tier, tier four. Um, so I had Iran in this tier, and then uh, I'm going to guess you had Canada around here as well. Oh no! Yeah, had, yeah. Okay, yeah. Them higher. I, I pardon. No, like like. <laughs> probably around here um as much as it hurts me to 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 put this team kind of this low um i just think that there's going to be a lot of learning happening yeah right and that there's going to be some some players who are going to not take a back seat but um 
I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, like we're not going to have Hogue and Mar out there for every single game. Like Lepke right. is going to have to run the show. Like someone else on the left ha- left side is is going is going to have to jump in. Yeah, um, fair enough. You know, like Ketrazinski or Neves or someone is is uh, is going to have to jump in on the on the right side. Uh, and Sclater can't get can't get all those minutes. Um, and I so yeah, and like I think I think that we're going to be seeing a we're going to see all three setters get a chance to oh, wow. a chance to go. You know. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that this uh, this team has a lot of potential and is is going to be able to pull off some good wins. But I also think that that a lot of learning is going to be happening and like losing guys like Gord Perrin and Graham Vigrass is it's a big going to be yeah. is is a big vacuum to fill, right? We also like to be honest, like we don't know how healthy Blair Brand. Oh, like we don't like Blair, Blair Brand isn't there, so no, we've got not, like he's a, not there we, we've got a rookie libero. Who's never played internationally internationally before? Like we don't even have have Stephen Marshall, right? So unless unless we're taking one of our three left sides to play libero, like someone on the court is 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 probably going to be inexperienced and serve receive. Right. And I'm seeing in the chat from Basil's that Louis is supremacy. I do think that Justin Louis and I've been touting Justin Louis for a long time. He's, for years, he's a, <laughs> for years, literally, <laughs> literally for years. I w- I remember watching him when he played for good old Uncle Mike. Uh, for a Durham attack as a 14 U and you want a, uh, a provincial championship for Durham attack as a, as a 14 U and, and like, I knew then like that, that this kid was be good. Just like his ability to read the game has been so good for so long, but I do worry about his physicality at this level, right? Like he's not he's the biggest, libero. strongest. He is a libero, but like there's a huge difference between getting like Spencer's coming at you in the NCAA Compared to stepping straight into the to VNL. Well, those those guys, they play with Moltens. It's easy. It's easy to pass them the Mikasa Spencer's compared to the Moltens. Yeah, I I I, okay. I I don't disagree. But yeah, I just think that as as much as it hurts me, the, the, here's here's the thing. I just don't want to be out, the, uh, out here, just like touting Canada and being like wow. we're going to be you know so great. There's a first I, time for everything. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm taking a bit of a different approach this year. Um, set set but, the expectations uh, low, and you can only be impressed. Um, yeah, um, so- I, I am. I am excited to see what comes from this team, though. Right. I think we're going to see a lot more Lepke, right? And that and and that's going to be interesting. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of Lepke and Mar. So it's going to be interesting to see to see how how those those two work together. We're going to see, you know, the start of Derek Epp as well, who just signed a new contract with Set. So there's going to there's going to be some some good things going on. And no Shawano, but okay. Uh, Everett, my question for Canada before I move on here. You mentioned there's lots of players here that that, that are hyped up, maybe uh, in very niche Canadian volleyball communities, but you know, there certainly needs some hype around these guys. Guys like Eric Lepke, Justin Louie, Xander Ketrzynski, Finn McCarthy, Derek App. Are but are those guys are solid, but are any of them actually can you see any of them starting on an Olympic meddling team? Yes. Not all, but some. Which ones? Um, I think definitely Lepke and Epp have okay. that that potential. Um, Ketrzynski is is in is in the well. Like actually, no, all 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 four of them. All right, right? so we got all um, five. five. All five. Who's who, who's the other? Ketrzynski, Louis, Finn Epp, McCarthy, Lepke. And like, ooh, that's a bubble. That that's a bubble okay. guy. For okay, me. okay. As so we got as, we got four of our starters and one bench guy. 
Yeah, exactly. I just don't see, to be perfectly honest with Finn McCarthy, I don't see where he he fits in there. He's a bit of an undersized middle, so can he play at this level? How many undersized middles can we have between Demianenko and and McCarthy and how? I thought McCarthy was like 6'8". He's 6'7 on the roster type thing. All right, so I have one more team in my Tier 4 here. Um, Another Asian team, Japan, Um, which... I mean, I think it's going to look mostly the same as, as last year's roster, just substituting uh, Masahiro Yanagita for Ron Takahashi. If or did Yanagita or is it, last year did Yanagita even play? Anyway, um, can't remember. Ron Takahashi, Yuji Nishida, Yuki Shikawa. You guys probably all know them, the big three stars of Japanese volleyball. All three excellent players, by the way. Very especially, you know, Ishikawa has been absolutely unreal the last couple of years. I feel like we're just telling the same story with Japan, though, every year. Great wings. Great, you know, they play a very unique kind of game. They play very fast. Excellent setting. Excellent ball control. You know, but the, but the, but the blocking is not there. And Everett, my question for you, like, wh- like this is the same story every year. When, when is Japan going to have, like, a, a middle that's even close to VNL quality? I really don't know. I don't know if it's, if it, if it's going to happen. Um and it's really too bad because I do, as much as I, I, I harp on the amount of attention Japanese get players get, I do love their style of volleyball. It's such a pure style uh, of volleyball. Um, however, it's it, it does hinder them by the fact that their middles just aren't up to par. Right, because so much of volleyball is, is is driven by the middle. It's it's the most underrated and un, un, maybe most underrated uh, like position in sports. You have to do so much work and so much depends on you, and yet you probably aren't going to put up big numbers, yeah. right? Um, and it, it's tough. I really don't think that they need like a dominant middle. I don't think they need like a guy who's going to be able to battle with the seven footers, but they need someone who's going to make like put up a block be able to close blocks quickly get some hands and some faces be a threat offensively um and and more so than in in a you know in system play scenario where you've got all five attackers committing and i'm using the i'm I'm going to the middle because we're freezing the other team's middle and i know that's a one-on-oh or like a late one-on-one Right. Uh, I bought a fight a guy that, you know, that like we can set him and the other team knows we're going to set him and he's still going to score. Right. And that's mostly I, I, I see where, where they miss. I actually think their 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 blocking is is kind of decent. Like they close they close blocks pretty quickly, but they just don't put up a big block. But I think sometimes closing closing the block is better than putting up a big block. But their lack of offensive tenacity in the middle and just offensive awareness whatsoever in the middle really hurts them. Unless you're playing Hakuri, who's a monster attacking, but obviously you cannot block anything. Um, do, so why do you think that is? Do you think like the Jap, like the culturally, they just place too much emphasis on like the ace, like the star outside hitter? Because they have a couple, Japan has a decent tall athletes. Like I have Rui Hachimura and Yuta Watanabe in the NBA. Like they're, they're producing tall athletes. Like, do, do you think it's a cultural thing? Do you think it's a training thing? What, what, what's just not enough tall people and they all go to basketball? Yeah, probably that, you know, yeah. like at, at the end of the day, basketball is still. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rob's yelling at me in the chat and I'm trying to read it at the same time. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, there's probably just not that many tall people. And the pull to basketball is way more. You probably get paid more for basketball. There's the, the, the allure of going to the NBA, you know, much like much the, much like the same thing here. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting that you're we're not getting that many quality guys. But like, what does the rest like are Utah and Rui? Like, are those two the outliers in the Japanese national basketball team? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure either. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't really know. All right, so let's move on to the next tier. And like now we're getting into here, probably these are kind of like playoff teams uh, in my mind. And the team I had at the bottom here, shout out to Rob in the chat here, the Team USA, who I put, okay. you know, as, a, as, a, as, you know, in the playoffs, but at the bottom, of course, Team USA is still extremely talented players, still some of the best like players per position at the tournament, the guys like Shoji and Christensen. But my, again, my only worry is, and TJ DeFalco, I mean, had an incredible season with Olsen. I think he could definitely be one of the better outside hitters in this tournament. No Taylor Sander, of course, we all know his story. No Matt Anderson, no Max Holt. It's fair enough on those guys. Can't can't uh, knock a guy for missing this tournament. But like, if 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 Micah Christensen decides, oh, I'm not going to play. Eric Shoji, okay, I want to take a break. Like, can Team USA hang in the game without like those top few guys? Yeah, I think they can. You know, like. I still think like like without Michael Christensen, like I think Michael Christensen is obviously the big key to this. I do think that Josh Tuaniga uh, stepping in can do a, a decent role. I think we're going to be able to like and let's remember like Josh Tuaniga has been with the U.S. national team for a long time, right? He was the starting setter for the team at the Pan Am Games back in 2015 in Canada, right? So Josh Tuaniga has been around the block and 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 he's been around this team for 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 a long time. So I still think he can do a, a, a decent job. And on the left side, I think that they've they've got an interest like an interesting thing going on where you've got both DeFalco and Jayski who are coming off pretty right. good season seasons. Right, right. I really rate Jayski's season at, at the Yeah, he had on. a great, great I season. I think he did a really sure. Yeah, I think he did a, a really good job. Um and then you have the potential Aaron Russell redemption arc, right? It, you know, like, and we saw glimpses of it at the end of the playoffs, like what he had that like 33% uh, point performance uh, in, in the quarterfinals. Um, so I do think that Aaron Russell still has that ability to kind of carry a team and, and be back to like, you know, one of the best hitters in the world, like he was back in the 2016 Olympics. So you've got those three guys that could, that can really lead the way for you. Um, obviously, the right side is going to be a big question for uh, them. You're forgetting one thing about the outside hitters, though. It's What's a uh, it's a John Spira team, and Garrett Mekatutisha is on the roster, which means we're gonna have Garrett Mekatutisha playing seventy percent of the outside minutes. <sighs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I don't know how year after year Garrett Mekatutia um, gets into um, gets into the roster, but he does. But I'm just thinking that like. Where was he playing again this year? Was he in Poland? No. No idea. Yeah, I, I can't remember and where I, Mike to you. Oh, okay, keep going. Was. I'll look it up. Um, but like, yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't really do it for me, you know? Um, and hopefully like like all three of those guys, like even Aaron Russell, despite not having like getting a lot of minutes, like still playing in Italy this year. Obviously I'm gonna rate that way higher. Um than uh, than Megatia. So, played in uh, in Egypt. What are we even doing here? You know, like, 
like geez you have three like international guys like hell like even cody kessel's playing in germany right sure. like even he's playing for for berlin sure. so i mean like i i guess we'll see i think that the real question is um for me is like what's going to happen on the on the opposite like are you going kyle russell or are you going to go kyle ensign it's going to be the i like russell i like russell personally 100 percent. i think it, i think you know like he's been putting up some good numbers in korea for the past few years and sings playing in Israel. I'm for, I'm on the Russell. I think Russell's better. Um, but there's a if you guys want more detailed Canada and USA VNL breakdowns. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube on the Volleyball Source YouTube channel, uh, every you and you got Rob did some pretty detailed breakdowns there. And uh, so yeah, Volleyball Source YouTube if you want super super North American VNL roster breakdowns. All right, let's go on to my next team in my fringe kind of playoff tier uh, i put serbia here um usually a pretty strong team however missing a very key player here arguably their their best player over the last few years Eros kovacevic uh not on the roster and for me like the only guy in the roster who i you know there's two guys who could potentially replace him milan kadic and nemanja petric and Petrich is obviously a volleyball legend, getting really old though. Like I can't believe he's he's still suiting up for the national team. Good on him. But also the Serbian national team's funny. Like those guys are actually like best friends off the court. Like I feel like that's like half the reason they go to dick these tournaments just to play cards after the tournament and uh, <laughs> sit around smoke smoke and drink and play cards until three a.m. Anyway, they they do like to party. As, yeah, as pass, we found pass out that aside. At VNL twenty. Of course, they have the monsters in the middle, Sreko Lizanach and Marko Pedrashin. However, we just saw those guys get, you know, beat up a bit, both in the uh, in the Superliga and in the uh, Champions League finals. However, they've done pretty well against any non-Robert Landy-Simone <laughs> middle blockers. Um, and hey, my question Robert Landy-Simone in, in, in uh, VNL, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're fine. Um, my question, Everett, like Kovacevic. Who's going to replace them on this roster, in your opinion? I mean, like you said um, before, like Petric, Gatic, like those are probably the two guys that they're going to go. Obviously, Marko Ivovic is going to get be getting some numbers, uh, some, some minutes as well, too. Um, you know, uh, I watched the Serbian League even less than I watched the German League. Um, so I couldn't tell you who some of these guys are, um, and hopefully we learn. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much uh, Alexander Antonasievich still has uh, in the tank. We'll see. We'll see how that that goes. Um, if not, Dusan Petkovic is known to pop off. Bozidar Vucicevic too, but all these guys are yeah. opposite. So, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Serbia hasn't been doing too well on the uh, like the European youth scene or the international youth scene. Like there, there haven't been any Serbian teams finishing, you know, top top five, six. So could be a bit of a in for a bit of a week, a week period after, of course, an incredible generation of players uh, that that are currently, you know, 30, yeah, it, 28 to thirty five. And I think you see that oftentimes, where if you have such a dominant generation that that goes on late, that that generation underneath never really has the opportunity to to grow. Um. So maybe that's kind of what we're seeing with Serbia. I think there's just maybe... not the talent there because you see in, in countries like Poland and and uh, Brazil, there's and Italy, there's just generation after generation of generation of, of, of good players. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. 
I, but obviously Serbia, a much smaller country than those, it's really tough to, to generate that many. You know. And of course, I wouldn't be surprised with uh, Nikola Jokic winning back-to-back MVPs if every tall Serbian kid was like, get me, get me to the NBA, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Next team in Tier 3, I had Olympic bronze medalist Argentina. Uh, yep. I agree with that. Who I'm not as familiar with, with a lot of the European teams, of course, uh, having lived in Europe and followed European stuff very, very closely, extensively. Over the past couple of years, didn't get as much familiarity with the Argentinian team. But my it's question... they all play in France and you don't watch anything from France. That's also true. But I do like a couple of guys. Augusto <laughs> Lozier, Mateo Sanchez, Luciano Polanski. Some really good players here. Is it time, Everett, for the next-gen takeover? Is, is, like, yeah, is, is this the tournament where, you know... Conte's not there. Um, Soleil. Is it time for those guys to give it up? Give to guys like Denani, Polanski, Sanchez. Well, I mean, Jose. Conte is Conte is on this roster. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Soleil isn't. Okay. So um, maybe I got those mixed up. So yeah, I, I I do think, but you know, you when you talk about some of the best like junior programs in the world, Aust- or Argentina is already always up there, and they have such a good system at producing you know yes. they've they've got the the german practicality with the south american flair right so they well, got they, they, they got they got the best the best of both worlds there right so yeah i do think that they have quality throughout their roster um now of course to everyone else it's going to seem like they're going to be taking a step back right because they're like are, are they are they going to are they consistently a, a top three team like we saw at the olympics no right but they have that ability. Like they have such a high, high end. Um, but yeah, I mean, is Uriarty on this this roster? I don't think so. I'm 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 really okay with Mateo Sanchez setting the entire time, personally. Oh, but he's just such a blocking liability. I know he's a magician with his hands, and I know. I know, but I'm talking dish. about as, as 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 me, like watching. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. He can you, dish like such. You sweet, get to see amazing sets on one end, and you get to see outside hitters bouncing OT on the other end. It's perfect. Yeah, you're not wrong. It is. It is. It is pretty nice. Um, yeah, I do like. I I think this team has the the possibility. You know, like I'm interested to see how Bruno Lima does, right? Because this is a guy that popped True. off at the Olympics. Can he reprodu- reproduce that? You know, well, you do have he's been one of the Mar- leading scorers in France, has he not? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and yeah, like you said, like you've got you've got some quality guys there with Polanski and uh, Palacios, and you know, obviously Lozere as well. Isn't Lozere going to Italy next year? I believe he is. Yeah, no, I couldn't oh, tell yeah. you where, but let's let's, let's look this up on uh, good old. He's yeah, he's going to Milan. Nice. I love so, that pickup. Yeah, he's, he's he's absolutely good enough. Really, really powerful player. Yeah, exactly. So I think that like Lozair is going to be able to to step in big time now that Soleil is gone. Is he their best middle now? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I believe Good another time. player. I think actually FIVB did a good job. They had like this article top five players to watch at VNL. There's this guy mm-hmm. Manuel Armoa, I believe, was the player who I remember mm-hmm. seeing at a couple of youth competitions as well. I think is good. Okay. Yeah. Best outstanding World Championships U twenty one twenty twenty one. So, another another potential next gen player to watch on Argentina, Manuel Armoa. Um, okay. Do I He's have got any other sweet teams? Hair. Yeah, he does. Um, I have another player, or one more team in tier tier three, kind of like the lower end playoff teams. And this is kind of a tough one. They were like I was, I was considering putting them up, but I put Slovenia. Uh, Ooh. Down here. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, an incredible team. You know, beat Poland wow. at year of all. I've, I've, you know, I've spent more time seeing them play so much. But I, I don't know. I think they are. They're definitely like getting older. I mean, you have guys like Alan Payank and Tina Arnott who are who are definitely and Dan Vincent definitely getting on the older side of things. But could Kate continue? You finish your thought first, and then I'm going to. For those of you listening, I, I bring up the some... bring up like the okay. most obvious thing ever. But no, continue. Are you are you saying that Rock Maz is just going to replace Tina Arnott easily? Um... Yes. <laughs> okay. So I guess that was my question. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is a stupid question. Actually, now, now that <laughs> I'm seeing this, my question was who's who's gonna get knocked off the starting lineup for Rock? So I guess you already answered that. I do think it would be like it. It would be between like Earnout and Chabul, right? Yeah. So who, which one of those? I would knock off Earnout in a heartbeat. Do you think Earnout is willing to accept that? I mean, he's like the face of Slovenian volleyball. He's like you know, like Not huge anymore. political figure uh, behind the scenes. He is still though. He's a like big political figure in Slovenian volleyball. He's out there at all the all the you know all the gala events. He's there. I don't know. He's he's a he's a he's the uh, he's definitely like the captain, most important player in Slovenian volleyball. Is he gonna okay. is is Tina Arnel going to accept getting knocked up? I'm not sure. Um, Rob agrees with you in the chat and says that Slovenia will not recreate the same magical run as the last couple of years. May I remind you guys that Slovenia's magical run has been going back all the way to like 2015? Like, how many times have they beaten Poland at the European Championships? How many times uh, are, are, have have they been that that other team, you know? At the European Championships, it, how do they do in World Championships? Okay, I mean, hey that happens sometimes right but they have more positive results than negative results oh, right? fantastic like, team that's why i have them in the top five of my rankings um but i don't think they're gonna win. is that is that where we are now top five yeah okay then yeah i agree with that but i'm putting them down that's here with, that's, with that's serbia argentina well. usa rather than my next couple teams um but i think Ooh. like i think rock Moss, it like you, you there's if they don't if they don't play him as much as he wants that's insane to me like he he is like could be one of the best players on this tournament. Like I'd be very surprised if he doesn't lead the entire tournament in scoring. I mean, a lot of people saw him last year, but you know, he 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 was on the bench a lot a lot of games last year. And like, I don't know, you 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 know how I feel about him. I don't need <laughs> yeah, to, I need but to he also <laughs> he also just had the season that he just had. Where right? by by the way, he was basically going toe to toe with Leon the entire season in terms yeah, of point absolutely. scoring efficiency. At, so, at twenty what one years old so. And he's correct me if I'm wrong, but he's signed to go back to Verona. Yeah, he's signed to go. I, I love that. I actually love that. You know, yeah, he's, sticking he's with, with the one. sticking with the team. I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, we're getting close to the end here. Top four. I have two more tiers left. Tier two. I have two teams. Uh, my two first, more tiers left. Okay, two more tiers left. Because I think I think there's a delineation between these teams. Um, okay. I had. Oh, this is like this is kind of tough up here though. I had Italy as my next team. Um, European Championships beat Slovenia 2021 did pretty well last at the Olympics like obviously very new roster but these young guys have proven themselves both in Italian team and of course with Trentino last year with Spertoli, Lavia, Micheletto great team however this, here's, here's my question Everett do you still believe in Micheletto as your absolutely number one offensive superstar no questions asked after his performance these last two months 
yes, but not right away. Okay. Like, I think he's the future, you know? Yeah. However, I do think that this for this VNL, they need to go elsewhere, right? Okay. They have Ivan Zaitsev who wants to be on that roster. So you do have, <laughs> you do have a legitimate opposite, right? To go to go on the right side. Um, did Penali? I don't think Penali made this roster, right? Oh no, he did. Really? No, Ju- he's, Julio Penali did yeah, make this sure. roster. So you do have that opposite, and you don't need to 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 go with a three hitter system. What, what right? about Stefani? Would you like? I might even try. Stefani oh, absolutely. Over, over, yeah. Over oh, hundred percent. I completely forgot about Stefani, but I'm hundred percent on the Tommaso Stefani, okay. uh, Stefani train. You so you have le- you you have legitimate. Yeah. Oh, Yuri Romano even more. Actually, I I rate Yuri Romano the high the highest, especially wow. about how how he because the way he came in with uh yeah. in last year European championship. Yeah, because he, he's just, a, he, he's a six man, right? He's Jamal Crawford. He's coming off the bench. Yeah. So, but like, I think that like right now with Italy, you have such a plethora of of young talent, and you know that Micheletto is your is your he's your ace, he's your diamond, he's so that he golden your, jewel that you have. Hundred percent long term, absolutely, right? I think that right now, what we saw the breakdown in in recent times is just pure and total fatigue, right? It's a guy who has done a lot at a young age. And it's all coming down onto him, right? But you've got all of these other young guys. You've got Patolo. You've got Ricine. You've got Lavia. Um, Go okay. On. Oh no, you Oreste Cavuto, <laughs> right? Like you've got, oh. uh, you've got, you've got guys oh, no. there who who can play, right? Okay. So I think that you know you you want to be able to uh, um, to give Micheletto a bit of a chance. Okay. I, I like Italy, but you're right, Micheletto. I, like, I hope they don't even bring him to the first, uh, the first leg, because that that dude needs a break. Uh, it needs to needs to like go to the weight room this summer. Like, honestly, like if I was Italy, I would just tell him to skip the NL and just like, hey, just you know, just go rest for like two weeks and then just like hit the gym for like six weeks. You're um, not wrong though. Because he needs that. He needs to build that strength. He um, does need to build that strength. Yeah, but I mean, this we're not at level in volleyball yet. Um, okay, next one, uh, France. I had in my other tier two team. Obviously, Olympic champions. Ooh. A bit of a Cinderella run, let's be honest. We were, nobody was predicting France to win that. Uh, can't no take anyone anything away from them. They were, they were the best team. Anything. They were the best team at the Olympics. And I, I definitely don't, uh, don't, would not argue with that. However, so I, I don't even know if I want to talk about the roster that much because like, we know everyone here. Uh, potentially, there could be some very good young players. But if I'm France, I'm thinking about obviously the 2024 Olympics taking place in Paris. There's four players here who I'm like, are they going to make the next run? Nicholas Lagoff, Jenny Grumetikov, Irvin Engapet, Benjamin Tonyuti. In 2024, are those guys going to be too old to play Olympics? Ooh, I think Grumetikov can definitely be there. Obviously, his libero he doesn't yeah, have no. the same the same toll on his his body. Irvin Engapet as well, um, mostly because his ego won't let him not be there. And he, um, he did play pretty well last year. Yeah, I mean, he, still, he, still he's, he's still he's still got it. Yeah. Um, Nicolas Legoff, that's kind of where I'm starting to to wonder if if right. he's 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 going to be there. who who Just, was who wasn't getting contracts in Italy and like was kind of on the downswing. But then, why? I mean, he was such a key part of that Olympic team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I I do think that you know we, we've talked about it before that the difference between club and 
international, right? Like, like national team season is that club is very like athletic de- de- dependent, right? The team that has the best athletes is going to win. Right. Yeah. I think that's changing a little bit now that we're seeing these teams who are starting to keep players for, for longer and longer. And it's not just these like one year build, like rent teams almost. Um, yeah. But in international play, it's so dialed down to style and scouting and how you work together as, as a unit, right? That Le Goff is so much more valuable within that French system that he is kind of anywhere else, right? Because he can't just, you know, he's, he's, he's got so much more like knowledge um, than just straight up his, his just straight up physicality. All right. So you're saying Le Goff off. What about Tony Udi? I still think Tony Uti will be there, yeah, because I don't think that they have like, like obviously they have Brizard, but I don't see like Raphael Corre or uh, or Thomas Jill. I don't know who Thomas Jill is. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't see Corre like stepping up and being better than either of those guys. So unless a young guy comes in, I think you're going to go with Tony Uti and Brizard again. Okay, so that's tier two. I mean, tier one, pretty obvious. Two teams that match up seemingly in every final of every world event right now. Uh, I had Poland second, though, behind Brazil. I mean, both these teams, that's pretty much even for me. Uh, Poland, we, we all we all know, like, how good they are. Um, I guess my only concern is, like, yeah, again, like, they have so many good outside hitters, so it almost doesn't even matter. But, yeah, Leon is having a bit of a down season right now. He had that one incredible yes. game in the finals, but other than that, he's not like he hasn't looked like the ultimate like no questions asked best player in the world recently. But you know who has been? Uh, Camille Semenyuk. Exactly. Fair enough. Do I need enough. to remind you of his performance, like nearly a week ago, right? Like last on, on this past Sunday, like that was an all-time performance, and I think we need to start having that. You know, it's, not like, it's not like Semenyuk's doing that every Semenia. game. It's not. It's not like he's doing that every game. He, he had thirty six percent efficiency on the year, which is good. But it's not like it's not like Prime Leon hitting like you know like forty like four percent efficiency in the Italian league, scoring like three hundred points a season, right? Okay, you you had me there. Obviously, you get me with the stats, and I can't <laughs> I can't disagree with the stats. Uh, so you have disarmed me a little bit. Um, however, I, I still think that Semenyuk like. Like the depth of that roster can fight with anyone, right. right? Leon obviously is is that guy, but this is like they're like the you know the 2019 Raptors, right? Kawhi doesn't need to be around for them to win, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, like like you're telling me that if you've got Kazmarek, Slivka, and Semenyuk out there, you've got the you know the Zaxa three that you're not confident to take on any team in the world, like Brazil included, right? Like. Ooh. With Janus setting the ball, and, you, and you've got... Uh, well, that's the know. biggest thing this year, isn't it? Marching Janus, who, who like pretty much set just, just about as well as Tony Udi running that Zach's offense. Uh, had an incredible year, won, won everything, won the Polish League, won the Super Finals. Like, to me, there, I mean, of course, there should be no question that he's starting. Do you think there's still people that question would want, like, Drizzer or Lomash? I don't think Drizzer's even on the roster, so... No, like, there's no not. question... Uh, Gregor's Lomash versus Marching Janus, is there? No, absolutely not. Janus has just, just led a team to a Champions League. He led a team to the Plus Liga in his first year first year on, on the team, stepping into the – stepping in and, like, honestly, he stepped into the shoes of a legend and one-upped him by get, taking home the Plus Liga as well, yeah, right? So, yeah, enough. 100%. This is 100% Martin uh, – you know, 
uh, Yanush's job, and he's going to be able to, the one to lead them. And I, to be honest, I'm flipping this this roster this this ranking. I think Poland's going to take it all. Right. I think that I think that you lose the dead weight of Druzga and uh, Kubiak, and you're going to bring in. Semenyuk, you're going to bring in Janusz. You don't have uh, Vital Heinen anymore. You've got Nikola Gerbich. You've taken care of all your issues. You know, you've got two great, potentially great um, liberos with Satorski and Papachak. Like, this team this team is ready to roll. Who's start? Okay, a question for you. Who's starting in the middle? Um, Kokonovsky yeah. and Huber if he's, if he's, um, if he's uh, healthy. Uh- but I don't think he will be. Yeah, so so instead, be. they're going to go to Bieniak. So you'd start Huber over Bieniak. Okay. Yes. Ooh, actually, offensively, yes. Offensively, yeah, definitely. yes. And, and serving. I mean, the, for me, I would start Bieniak just for the serve. Because I actually think Huber's almost as good offensively and obviously a much better blocker. But Bieniak's serve, like Huber's serve kind of worries me a little bit, to be honest. It is a little. It's, it's a little dink, dinky danky. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little dinky. Yeah, but I, to be honest, I need to see the connection between Janusz and Bieniak. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? All right, because we know the connection with with Huber is there. All right, last team, a team that I still get Brazilian fans like getting mad at me for not picking them every every like month. I get like a Brazilian fan on my like 2018 YouTube video being like, "You put Brazil way too low. Like we want like." Anyway, Brazil, my my pick to win. Uh, very, they have everything. They have, they have veterans. They have a lot of talented young players. They have, you know, incredible chemistry. Not too many questions to ask about this team. You know, we've we've been over this before. A couple of young players, including uh, another player on the uh, FIVB to watch list. Uh, I think his name is Adriano Javier. Definitely another another really talented player to come up. But my question for you, Everett, with Brazil. Is Kachopa the unquestioned starter of this team now? No. No. Okay. That's because I... let's be let's be honest. Like at like like are you But, but Br- Kachopa like, just he, had he... his best season of his career. Bruno had his like was really like not good in Modena. Had his by far his worst professional year. He did have his his by far worst professional year. It was a flop in a lot of ways, but you're still talking about Bruno. I don't care who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick up. No one's starting above Tom Brady, right? And even if even if you do, like you know, like even if they do start Cachopa, and I do think they will, like they they probably will start Cachopa more than they start Bruno. You always know that Papa Bruno is sitting there, you know, ready ready to come in at any time, and you, you know that he's come ready to come in and to show you up at any what, point. What, what do you think the odds are Bruno goes to coaching? Like eighty percent, ninety? No, he's he's on the roster for. No, no, I'm saying after, years. after. Oh, yeah. Well, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like well, I could see him not just being like, you know, like I don't want to be like my dad, but I could also see him, you know. Fair enough. Like. It's not like it's you're asking me something that like if I knew him personally, maybe I could answer. But yeah, you know, Br- this Bruno's is just... like the the one player who like left in my volleyball career who I haven't met who I still really want to uh to get a chance to talk to. Um fair enough. Um one thing I let me double check here because I'm pretty sure 
it was in um one of the uh comments from one of our past videos okay when we were when we were talking about yeah so apparently um wallace is even though he's on the roster he's not going to be playing at all okay good because you know where i'm going with this i want to see some darlin Sousa out there i'm yeah so but yeah apparently that's not too surprising uh, and i think we're going to see a lot of that like like take every well this whole preview with a grain of salt because i feel like there's going to be a lot of those players who are on the roster just because mm -hmm. like you know you know just just in case kind of thing but are, are not going to be there yeah apparently dalzado is going to be a guy to watch too on brazil i'm just yeah i'm just okay. purely basing this off of um comments no, no. on the videos that's the where past. you get but the best scouting is somebody oh, from, from the actual so, country who's Brazil. like very very familiar with the landscape like has watched like the youth games is follows their national team intensely that that's where we always get the best information like it's it's too hard for guys like us to follow every single like little minutia of every like, oh no wait sorry not delzado delzado is the coach i'm an idiot it's guillerme voss uh, did it, did we not talk about Guillermo Voss isn't on the roster in our last preview because he's the he's a place for Hawaii, right? You actually, you're right. Yeah. And I was so we talked about that last time how he wasn't on the roster, uh, unless like sometimes with the Brazilians like they have like a different name on the roster than what we yeah maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah this this guy clearly isn't uh, isn't that reliable with his uh, <laughs> with his information here. But okay, so maybe I'm not off base though. Maybe there's another reason why he's not on the roster because for me like. He was again. He was part of the youth national team for Brazil. Like he's he's a, one of the best players in the NCAA champions. Like it's a bit strange that he's not on the roster. Yeah, I, anyway. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. But Brazil is still Brazil. You know, they still have have their guys. But I just don't. I think that they're missing too many pieces. Leal is is starting to 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 get old. Lucarelli, we'll see how he how he does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I still think Poland's gonna be Poland's gonna take it. Fair enough, but yeah, Poland and winning a big tournament has not happened in, in a long time. Um, what are you talking about? They won world championships in 2018. 2018, that's a long time ago now, Brit. <laughs> I mean, K. They won. They won two, and they won two world championships in the past decade. Yeah, so I'll pick. I'll pick Poland. I'm picking Poland to win the world championships and nothing else. Uh, Everett, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, we call it a podcast here? No, I think we're good. We're not. We aren't going to do hot takes anymore. No, I think we have one more podcast to get in before the men start, so we can we can save our hot takes and bold predictions for uh, for next Friday. Okay. So stay Sounds tuned, good. everyone. Stay tuned. Don't miss Five One Volleyball next Friday for Everett's clearly got some hot takes. He wants to he wants to get out here, so we'll be excited for that. VNL starting June seventh on the men's side. Of course, you can watch the women's even sooner. Uh, I will be watching the Canadian woman with a lot of intensity this year. Um, Wednesday, let's go. let's go. Let's go. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Everett, thank you once again for joining. Enjoy your weekend. You. The one weekend off of volleyball this year. Go, go, go outside. Go, you know, play some volleyball. Yeah. Talk to you guys next time. All right. Peace.